The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded December 22nd, 2020. Enjoy! Welcome to the January edition of Life in the Tax Lane. Congratulations, you made it through the holiday season. Lockdown style. Very <laughs> thrilled that you, you got through, Joe. You. Yep. No, 2020 is done. So that means COVID's over, right? You know, looking forward to 2021, full of <laughs> dreams and happiness and frolicking in malls, maskless. Ooh, <laughs> a little bit risque. How about you, Hugh? How are you doing? Here's hoping viruses can tell what day it is. <laughs> Think we better keep the masks for just a little while longer. But, yep. you know, as we go through the holidays, Joe, I haven't seen my kid since the holidays because he got a new video game. And I'm thinking, get off that video game and go learn something useful so you can get a career and make a living. But apparently CRA sees it differently. Uh, their auditors are out looking at video game streamers, online influencers. Are they reporting all their income, all their paid endorsements, et cetera, et cetera? And maybe I got to tell my kid to get your nose out of that book and get back to those video games because... <laughs> Apparently, the guy that attracted their attention, uh, coming from a Google spokesperson, is an online video game commentator and musician, and he made a paltry 17 million U.S. in 2018. So uh, they say CRA is not looking for the small fry. You got to have more than 500 grand before they're interested. But I got to go ask my kid: Are you part of the underground economy? So. Joe, what else do we want to look at this month? Well, first thing I want to say is uh, life in the tax lane is not quite at 500,000 yet, so we don't have to worry about that. Maybe 500,000 seconds. You can you... watch it. Yeah, but let's move on to the next topic here. Real estate in a non-arms length corporation. So the, the, the rent subsidy, the new SERS subsidy, um, this is the thing. You can, if you're paying rent, you can get a, a subsidy up to 65%, potentially up to 90%, actually. But the thing is, you can't get it if you're paying rent to a non-arm's length party. So many situations, we've got this setup where you have an opco and a holdco. They could be parent and sub. They could be sister co's, whatever. But they're non-arm's length to each other. So basically common ownership here. And you're paying rent across. So you can't get it from that operating corporation. So that's a big problem. But it's all lost. And the answer is no. Uh, we definitely have some possibilities because the corporation or the entity that actually owns the property could actually make the claim. And the key is, uh, are they primarily using that property for things other than earning arm's length revenue? So if they're trying to earn revenue from basically people they aren't related to by renting to them, that's a problem. But if your primary test, if, if you're primarily getting, you know, earning income in other ways by maybe renting it to non-arm's length parties, you've got a potential here. You've got a possibility. Now, the other side of this is you have to actually have a revenue decline. And when you're calculating that, you got to exclude revenue from your non-arm's length party. So if you've only got a non-arm's length party, you don't even have any revenue to determine what your revenue decline is. Well, there are some possibilities there. Uh, first off, if you do have that one other uh, arm's length pen, it's a weird other person there renting from you, that revenue's gone down. That's your actual revenue that you're going to use to determine your percent decline. But you also have the ability to elect to um, use the uh, uh, the non-arm's length party's revenue, essentially. You got an election uh, to uh, consolidate, essentially, the group if you have uh, other affiliates. So there are some possibilities associated with it. It's not game over. 
And CRA has released a number of guidances and examples on this non-arms length issue. Let's continue on. Another area we got a lot of questions on relates to employees that are working from home due to COVID. Huge portion of the population here that are, are in this situation. Well, in the middle of December, we had guidance released from CRA talking all about this and really good news. They have provided a much more simple approach to claim uh, kind of home office expenses than we would otherwise have in any other normal year. Essentially, they're allowing for a $2 flat deduction for each day eligible employees worked from home due to COVID. A lot of people talk about the $400 deduction, but it's actually a per day amount. And when you do the math, um, it's going to be kind of difficult to get all the way up to that $400 deduction. Because if you look from March 15th to the end of December, we're looking at just over 200 working days. So if you didn't work all of those days, it's not going to be the $400 deduction. It'll be the $398, the $396, some other dollar deduction. So lots of interesting uh, angles there. Another interesting point that came up, what if you have husband and wife, brother and sister that live together and are both working at home and are both eligible? Can both of them claim the up to maximum $400 deduction? CRA says yes, and that may all of a sudden make it more valuable valuable than what would we we would have otherwise claimed under the detailed method. So just a few, few pops there. Joe, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, just to be clear, when you had the husband, wife, and brother, sister, those were different people. It wasn't the same. <laughs> Go in there. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Joe. No and problem. you too, Hugh. <laughs> All right, let's continue on. Well, you know, Joe, a heartbreaking court case we got and I think the judge was even shedding a tear, uh, some financial issues that we've seen in the past, the new home rebate versus the residential real estate rebate, but uh, everything went wrong for this uh, company and it's married couple shareholders, uh, starting with the guy who ran the business who knew they needed to get their rental rebate claim in being randomly attacked and passed away from his injuries. Uh, the other individual didn't find out that this thing needed to get filed until it was too late when the builder came back and said, oh, CRA denied your home rebate claim. No kidding. Corporations don't live in houses. Uh, Should have claimed the residential real property rate. Well, the court looked at this and said, CRA, I wish I could order you to exercise your discretion and take this late. I can't. I wish they had objected to your assessment where you took away the new home rebate, because then you would have been required to allow a late rebate, and I could have enforced that, but all I can do is say you really should reopen this if you can, CRA. But he also highlighted the builder was somewhat to blame for this. Why were you using a template document for an individual person who was gonna live in the house when you sold to a corporation? So. If I were the builder, I'd have to be wondering if I might be liable for messing up the forms. An awful lot of blame to go around here. Hopefully now that the judges said, CRA, I think you did have the ability to accept it late. CRA will at least look at the tragic facts in this case and give them their rebate. 
-hmm. Now, let's uh, go a little bit uh, farther away from home, very far. In fact, we're going to go offshore. Uh, we just got a release talking about the offshore tax informant program from CRA, just basically how this is working, you know, where you can turn in, you know, your, your neighbor who might have, you know, a whole bunch of income offshore, be part of some kind of scheme or whatever. Um, they did mention that they've received nearly 5,500 calls, over 750 written submissions, and they've actually entered into contracts with 50 individuals, 50 informants, who are actually going to be paid for providing this information. And it has led to $60 million in assessments at this point. Uh, and there are over 300 audits in progress. So things are moving along. Another update from the CRA. We know this year they administratively allowed e-signatures on various different tax forms. Um, that was just a temporary measure. So the question has always been asked, well, when is it going to be made permanent? CRA has released an update uh, just this month saying they are working on making it permanent, but it will require legislative changes to the Personal Information Protection and Electric Documents Act. Uh, so it is coming, but just not quite there yet. One other CRA update. Uh, if you are a representative and you need to submit legal documents in respect of a deceased individual to, you know, for example, get access uh, in respect of that individual, wills, death certificates, power of attorneys, that can all now be submitted online through uh, represent a client. And Hugh. And okay, one more COVID issue that's coming fast. January 31. Last chance for the first five wage subsidy periods to get filed. Last chance to amend any elections for those periods or make any elections for those periods. And a lot of those elections are binding for the whole SUS program. Got to be elected in period one or most of it after period four. So got to be in period five. Not a lot of time left to review what you've done. Not a lot of time left if you haven't filed yet. And Joe, we don't have a lot of time left. What else do we want to say? Well, I just wanted to say, don't forget, you make an election for SUS, that's also going to affect SIRS as well, your rental subsidies. So the both are basically tied together. Got to figure out what's the best for both and stick with it. Those decisions by the end of January. That's all we have time for. Have a great day. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. The preceding information is for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com slash disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.